Thank you, Twig. Thank you, Church. Can we also thank our worship team as well? They bless us each week. It is great to have you here tonight at church. And as I was reflecting on uh, sharing tonight, I was reminded of different times in my life, and I hope you can relate to this, times in your life, where maybe you've been able to stand back a little bit and watch someone or a group of people do something, and you potentially get to watch uh, maybe a really good way that they did something, or maybe a not very good way of doing something, and you go, okay, good, now I know the way to do it. I've just learned from those who have gone before me. Um, I hope you can relate on this. One, one of the ways that I often see this is the way that you sort of put a meal together. And one of my key examples is when I make up a burrito, when I make up a soft taco. I, I hope you can um, just picture this right now. Um, you, if, if you enjoy having this, you will be aware that there is a way that you can wrap your wrap that you can eat a soft taco and you get all the contents of it. You get your meat, you get your sour cream, you get your cheese, you get your whatever you got in there and it stays in the wrap as you eat it and it's amazing. But in the same way, if you wrap it in another way, you can take a bite and all of a sudden all of those things come flying out of your wrap and end up on your plate. It's so interesting. So what I've actually done many times before, and this is actually no joke, is if we have people over for dinner or we're at someone's place, I, I, I've in the past just stood at the back of the line and watched people the way they wrap and I actually watched them get to the table. We've already said grace at this point, so they just dig straight into their meal. And I look and I see, okay, that rep, that wrap went well. I'm going to wrap my soft taco in the same way. And then I actually reap the benefit of that because I've seen those who went before me, and I go, okay, that is the way that you do it. You're giving me looks right now like I think way too much about my rap, but maybe next time you have it, you'll go, no, I actually see this. The, the other example of this is, um, I don't know if you've recently been to a theme park, and as you jump onto a roller coaster or something, I last year had a year pass to Wet n Wild and uh, Movie World, that sort of one. And, and it was just so interesting because um, I lined up and, and there are sometimes that we learn from the mistakes of people in front of us and sometimes we don't. Um, and we sometimes uh, learn from our own mistakes. We're kind of aware that it can go either way. And, and for me, I was lining up and the instructor or the supervisor um, told us, when you sit um, on this roller coaster, you actually need to pin your head to the back of the seat. And I thought to myself, no, that sounds lame. There's not a chance I'm going to do that. So I, I leant forward thinking I'm going to take this ride on. But it's interesting because gravity then took my head to the back of the seat and I had a headache for the rest of the day. And I thought, oh... There's a reason that they say this, like, like it actually makes sense. So you can learn from the people that go before you. You can actually save yourself a lot of pain when we learn from the people that go before us. And what we're looking at tonight is Joshua 5. And we're actually learning about a new generation that are under Joshua's leadership. And they have this opportunity to say, we are going to recommit ourselves to God. They saw what happened to the generation before them. 
The generation before them, God was amazing to them. Grace has performed so many amazing miracles. But the generation before them ended up deciding not to follow God's way. They ended up being disobedient to God in many ways. And so this new generation have this decision. Are we going to see those who have gone before us? And are we going to learn from them and see that following God, following God's way is actually the best? Following God's way is truly where life is found. So this new generation decide, yeah, we are going to recommit ourselves to the covenant that God made with his people. And we are going to follow God. There's this part there that's, you know, you feel sad for the generation went before because they were disobedient to God and they thought their way was better and it wasn't a great outcome. They made that choice. And I want to read this to you in Joshua 5, 6. The Israelites had moved about in the wilderness 40 years until all the men who were of military age when they left Egypt had died, since they had not obeyed the Lord. For the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land he had solemnly promised their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. It was pretty clear what had happened. This generation weren't obedient to God. They wanted to go their own way. They wanted to do their own thing. And it meant the outcome of that was not great. The outcome of that was not good. So this new generation went, well, we're actually going to see that following God is the way. It is much better to follow God's plan. And it's interesting and what I love and it's such a privilege to share is any time we come to God and say, God, I actually want to follow your way. God is so gracious and every time forgives us and accepts us. We read with this new generation, they decide, hey, we're going to come to you, God. They went through this ritual to say, we commit ourselves to you. We are going to follow your way. And we see this in Joshua 5 verse 9. God said, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. He is such a good and gracious God. That this generation come and say, we want to follow you. And he is so pleased with that and accepts them. Jesus later describes it in the New Testament. And I think it, he describes it so well. Jesus says in John 15 verse 5, he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And what I really want to encourage you with tonight is following God is the best way. God is a good God. And when we follow God's plan for our life, it is good. It is really good. And what I really wanted to say tonight is you don't need to try a life of living against God. We can actually learn from those who have gone before us 
and save ourselves from that pain. And we can actually accept and believe that God's way is the way, the truth, and the life. I remember for me, one of, one of the things that was so impactful me, impactful for me as a teenager was when I was about 13 or 14 and, and, and one of the youth leaders um, came round to our house for lunch. And um, I think mum and, and dad had asked um, my brother and I to do something in the kitchen or something. We, we, we weren't at the table with them at the time. And we, were, we weren't uh, necessarily part of the conversation. I don't think they could, uh, the, I don't think they knew we could hear. Well, my brother was probably not eavesdropping, but I certainly was, just fully listening to the conversation. And I remember my mum and dad thanking this youth leader, saying, hey, I just want to thank you so much for investing so much into our boys. Thanks for spending every Friday night at youth, hanging out with these guys. It means the world to them. You're such an encouragement to them. And I remember this youth leader said this thing, and I've just never, ever forgotten it. He said, he said to my mum and dad, he said, oh, I experienced what it was like to walk away from God as a teenager. And he said, it was the biggest mistake I've ever made. And he said, if I can now that I'm walking with God and I know that it is the best way, he said, if I can help youth know that walking with God is the best and I can save them from going and trying that out for themselves, he said, that would be the biggest privilege to do that. And I remember hearing that, thinking, wow, like that is so, like it just hit me of like God's way is the best because God is such an incredible father. And no matter what your age, I really want to encourage us tonight. You don't need to try it out for yourself of what a life is against God. A life with God is the best. And I reflect even on my personal faith and how like even I'm here today because of so many that have gone before me and showed me what it is like to follow Jesus. I think about even for me, one of the examples that really hits home is, is my second eldest cousin and, and, and my cousin is Lewis and, and, and he is, he's no longer with us now. He is in heaven. But I think for me, when I was four years old, I saw Lewis, my cousin, being baptised. He was seven years older than me, and I saw the fact that he loved Jesus. And he only lived on this earth for 16 years. And those 16 years, he followed Jesus. And that was one of the greatest examples for me in my life. And I'm just so thankful that he didn't put off following Jesus. His 16 years that he was on this earth, he followed Jesus and he was one of the greatest examples for us as a family. I also celebrate the fact that I will be able to spend eternity in heaven with my cousin Lewis, who had such an impact on my life and all those around him. But I think about it, those 16 years that he had on this earth of following Jesus was so powerful and I'm so glad he didn't put that off. And as we sort of reflect on this, and, and as I've said multiple times already in this sermon, that following God is the best way. Being obedient to God is the best way. 
I don't know if you sit there and you feel a bit uneasy. I don't know if you think, oh man, like there's this God that's just like, you must be obedient to me. You have to do what I say. And if you do what I say, then it will be good. And you kind of think, I don't, I don't know how that sits with me. That sounds like he's a dictator, like I don't really understand. And what I want to share tonight is I just want to give a picture of the fact that God loves us so much and he knows what is best for us. He wants to save us from pain. He is such a good father and it's actually because he cares for us. As I was reflecting on this, I was trying to think of a way to explain it and um, I'm quite excited. In um, March, my wife and I are going to be having our first child, uh, which we are really excited for. Well, thank you, church. And as I was reflecting on it, I was thinking about the fact that if I said to my child, like, I don't know what it's like to be a parent. I really don't. I'm not a parent yet. And and I was thinking about it. And if I said to my child, hey, you just do whatever you want. You do you. If you want to do it, you do it. If it makes you happy, do it. I was thinking about that. There's no chance I'm going to do that. If I did that, that would not be loving. It would not be caring. It would not be safe also. And if I say something to my child in the future, I really want them to listen. I also really want them to obey what I say because I'm going to really love my child and I'm really going to want what's best for them. And if I say something, it's probably going to be because it's what's best for my child. And just as I reflected on that and I am a broken, sinful person, thinking about the fact that our Heavenly Father is a perfect God And he wants what is best for us. So following God's way is truly the best. That is where life is found. And as I read the last part of chapter, um, chapter 5 that we're looking at tonight, there's this really interesting encounter that happens. And I just want to read it to you. So just, just reminding you, the, the generation had, had, had gone through this ritual to recommit themselves to God, to say, God, we are following you. Your way is the best. Joshua's leading the army. He's pumped up. He's ready to go. And as I read this, I just what I'm wanting to remind us is, is how, um, how difficult it can be for us, but how amazing it is when we constantly are in a place where we surrender to God and we say, God, your way not my way. So I'm going to read this to us now from verse 13 to 15. Now when Joshua, Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with the drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or are you for our enemies? So Joshua's pumped in this moment. He's ready to go into battle. And he's pretty much saying to this, this figure, this person standing there, he's saying, are, are, you, are you on board with what we're just about to do or are you with the enemies? Like, are you just about to come and help us do what we're going to do or are you on this side of the enemies? He's, he's checking in this moment. And this person, this figure responds and says, neither, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And in this moment, Joshua realized that this is God himself. 
actually coming in the form of Jesus in this moment to share as the King of Kings. And I just want you to see how this situation shifts. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? So he starts off saying, are you for us or against us? Are you going to jump on board with us? And then he realized it's the king of kings. It's God himself. And then in that moment, see how it changes? Then he gets down and he actually says, what is it that you want me to do? I'm not telling you what to do. I want you to tell me what you want me to do. The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And I really want to encourage us. If we're spending our life telling God what to do, and if we're spending our life trying to plan God's ways for us, that is going to be pretty stressful. That's going to be pretty full on. But if we let God be God and we trust him, as I shared before, as the good father that he is, the king that he is, all powerful, and we actually say, hey, God, I want to follow your way. Not my way. I want to follow your way. The peace that comes is incredible. I was reflecting of this in my own life and I've shared a little bit of a story around this, but don't worry, this is a different story. I, I want to guarantee you this. Um, so my, I've, I've said this before, my father owned a, a furniture removal company and, um, and he was very good, uh, still is, I, I want to say, different company, but I'm not uh, at the moment uh, doing a plug for his company, so I'm going to move straight on. What would happen is there were many times where my dad and I would move furniture together and it was always this super exciting thing to do this with dad and when I was younger there'd be times where maybe I wouldn't be able to help him because I wasn't strong enough to be able to lift something but then as I got older it just became my favourite thing to do and dad would know exactly what to do if you were in a room and there was couches or the different things, the exact way to turn it and twist it and, and I'd just be blown away every time and I really did, it was something I loved doing with dad. But for some reason, when I got six, about 16 years old, for some reason, I took the responsibility on me to start telling my dad how to do it. I don't know what came upon me, but it became, the, the dynamic changed. Now, all of a sudden, when dad and I would be moving furniture, I'd be so focused on his end. I'd say, dad, lift it up a bit more. When we're going around corners, dad, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And he would just smirk and say, okay, we'll see how it goes. You know, and I'd, I'd, give him, I'd just give him advice after advice after advice. And if I'm being honest, it wasn't as fun as it used to be. I had to look after myself and I had to look after him. <laughs> and I remember this one time we got the whole house repainted and I was still on that same pursuit of telling my dad what to do. And we're going around this corner. I say, Dad, you watch this, you watch that. The house had freshly painted the day before. And as I was so focused, telling him how he should do it, I turned the corner and absolutely smashed the wall with the bottom of the couch that I was holding. And I just remember this moment, I just looked straight at Dad. He still smirks, said nothing. But my mum said something. <laughs> In that moment, my mum just looked at me and she just said, what are you doing? 
Your father knows exactly what he's doing and you don't. And it was true. And I, like, in that moment, I just looked at my mom. I said, true. And I looked at dad. I said, sorry, dad. I said, dad, how about you tell me what to do? And he said, okay, great. Let's keep going. And can I say, still to this day, when dad and I move furniture together, I actually let dad help me do it. There are some times where I get a big side and I say, dad, I'm thinking I'd do this. What do you reckon? Sometimes he says, that's great. Sometimes he says, maybe not. But I love moving furniture with my dad. It's amazing. And I really want to encourage us, when you trust God, when you know his way is the best, you come to him with confidence. And you, you, you might be honest with God and say, God, this is what I'm wanting, but I'm just going to remind myself, you're, you're God and I'm not, so I actually pray for your way. I want to follow you. And as I invite the band back up, and as we, um, in this final song, just a time between you and God, how you might respond. I thought about it to myself this week and I thought, when do I struggle to follow God's way? What, what, what is it, if I'm being completely honest, what is it that I struggle with? And just two things that came to mind is firstly, when I just genuinely think I know best and I want to do what I think is best. The second thing is maybe when I'm not trusting God not trusting that he knows best. So tonight, as we pray, I really want to encourage you. I don't want you to put it off any longer. You don't need to try a life of not following God. It is a joy to follow God. It is the way. And it is hard in times where we say, God, I'm going to give up my way. And I'm going to trust, even though it's really hard right now, I'm going to trust that your way is best. So I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet. And I just want to pray for every single one of us. God, I want to thank you that your way is best. I thank you, Lord, that we can learn from the generations that have gone before us and see that your way is the best. Following you, being obedient to you, God, is true life. Why? Because you're the best father ever. You are all knowing. You are all powerful. You are all loving. You are all holy. You are incredible. You're the God. You're the creator of this universe. And I pray there may be some in the room right now that say, I actually want to stop going my own way and I want to follow you, God. I want to follow you, God. And if that's you, just right now in your head, in your heart, you can just say that really simply. I want to follow you, God. And I want to let you know that you are forgiven because Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose again so that we could know life and life to the full, so we could be forgiven from going our own way. Lord, I pray that it would be a joy for us to surrender and actually give up trying to figure it all out. Give up on trying to tell you how you should be being God, but say, God, I'm going to let you be God. The freedom, the peace that comes in that is incredible. And I want to thank you, God, for that. Help every single one of us in your holy and your precious name. Amen.